Hello, I'm Curtis Powers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I hope you've had a good week. I hope many of you have also joined me for Fasting Fridays, where we're praying for our country, where we're asking God to give us each individually clear direction on what he would have us to do and the way to do it and and everything else. So if you have been, you know, thank you so much for doing that. And I hope you're seeing the fruit from that in your own spiritual life. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics because there's so many significant cultural changes taking place right now. So many different things from different angles that are radically changing the way we do things. Also going to talk about false flag events in that I feel like one's going to be coming soon. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I think that. And George Soros, what he's been doing the last 30 years, uh, the Communist Chinese Party, what they've been doing the last 30 years, and how the lies keep coming, stopping people from using the safe and effective treatments we already have for COVID-19. But thank you so much for joining me. Those watching on all the different platforms, thank you for doing that and liking and sharing and commenting. Um, but please consider going to agendaweekly.com to get all the other things we offer every week in the news brief, prayer and action items, educational videos and articles, and other things that we provide. But again, thank you. A couple weeks ago, the National Terrorism Advisory System on August 13th said, you know, they, they think there's going to be some homegrown domestic terrorist activity soon. And when they were pressed for information on that, they said, well, no, we don't know about anything, but we just think it's coming. Well, they usually say things for good reason. And of course, I feel they need a false flag attack that tries to make it look like conservative people are doing terrible things because they need to cover their own backs on all the things going on right now that they're destroying in our country and throughout the world. And so um, and I think they always give you a precursor to what they're doing. I think they, they had that come out, even though there's no evidence of anything going on. So it would prepare us so when it does happen, they can say, see, we told you, we knew they were going to do something. So it makes it very easy for them to do something and blame it on us. And everyone feels like, oh, yeah, yeah, they've been warning us about this for a while. It was expected. And that's what they're doing. I found also this week this report, The Illusion of Justice, is very powerful, even though it's by liberal Columbia University. They went through all the terror activity in America, over 500 cases from September 11th of 2001 to 2011. So over a 10 year period, there was 500 different incidences, which is funny because we didn't hear about that much on the news. But they went through that and looked at how was the FBI involved? And it was unbelievable to see the involvement a lot of times, over a third of the cases, the FBI was the one doing everything. And they were pulling in and they really focused on getting mentally unstable people to be 
the people that would be involved with them, but they set the whole plot up. They did everything themselves and then just pulled in maybe one person that's not part of the FBI and that's crazy. So they could say, oh, here's another thing going on. And so anyway, it was just, it was, uh, I mean, virtually every terror case in America for the last decade or more, and we don't know what's happened in the last 10 years, it's probably far worse than that, but was led or instigated by the FBI. So more confirmation, they are corrupt to the core. They have been taken over. And I think the only reason the Columbia University still had a report exposing them is because the liberals have always hated the FBI because of J. Edgar Hoover, who was such an anti-communist. They don't realize, no, 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 we, the communists have taken over the FBI now. I, I'm sure there won't be any more reports coming in the future about this um, because they're on their team now completely. But I think in 2014, they still thought, oh, this evil FBI, let's investigate what they're doing. But anyway, that was, that was very sobering to see that. Afghanistan. I have a video below you need to watch. Uh, it's with Glenn Beck on Newsmax talking about he has people on the ground there and they were trying to get out as many Christians primarily, but also other people that were in danger, women and children that were going to be abused by the Taliban. And you have to watch that video, but he said our State Department stopped him. He had seven planes loaded up on the tarmac, ready to take off, and they said, you cannot leave. And so those people all had to be unloaded and back into the Taliban territory to be abused and slaughtered by that regime. But it's crazy what is going on there. Uh, this article I saw on World Net Daily, Taliban executes folk singer because music is forbidden in Islam. That's the, the freedom they have there. Music is forbidden. And this, this, this guy that was executed by them. I went and found some of his videos online of him just playing traditional music. <laughs> trying to be a blessing and encourage people around him and they came and pulled him out of his home and executed him. That's who our government is working with and says we can trust and that they're going to have freedom there for the people and the women and children and the Americans that are left. And Glenn Beck in his video says it's thousands that are left. Their little number of 100 is nothing. He goes, we, are, we have troops on the ground there. They're getting all the calls and things from everybody. And, and it's thousands. It's not 100 people, Americans left there. So more news you're not hearing that's so important. And again, it's part of the agenda. Why is America doing that? To destabilize that region again, which they want. And they want to bless China by now giving China full access to all the rare earth minerals in Afghanistan and do anything to embarrass America, uh, weaken America, and, and, and slowly destroy our economic viability by just, by, by just dumping money into everything, even lost causes or things that you're not even gonna to try to win, and, and that's where we are. Another interesting thing I came across that came out a couple weeks ago, a report, it's called The Sinking Protestant Churches, and it was a report talking about 
all the Protestant denominations that have accepted the LBGT inclusive agenda, they've accepted that. And what's happened to their churches because of that? And it's pretty interesting. The uh, Church of Christ in America that has accepted a lot of that, in 1995, they had 1.5 million members. Today, they have 800,000. So almost in half of uh, the number of people that have gone to those churches. The Episcopal Church USA, it had in 2000, 2.3 million members. Now it has 1.6. So lost, you know, 700,000 members just over the last 20 years, which is not very long. Then we look at the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, the ELCA. In 1988, it had 5.3 million members. Today, it has 3.2. Again, almost in half. They lost 2 million members. The Presbyterian Church USA in 1984 had 3.1 million members in 1984. Today, it's 1.2. So it lost 60 percent of their membership. That's what happens when you try to please the world instead of God in your congregations. People lose the attraction to it at all. There's nothing there for them. It's just another do-gooder club. And there's so many do-gooder clubs. Why do I need this one? Those churches will all completely die off over the next 20, 30 years, but there's no membership. They're, they're closing their churches by the thousands. And that's what happens when you take away what the Bible has to offer people and try to sell it as what the world has to offer. People come in, they find it empty, they find it hopeless, and they find that there wasn't what they were hoping was there, that real hope and, and, and real redemption. It's not there, so I'll go somewhere else. So those denominations are all self-destructing. And the evangelical church is getting ready to do the same thing. As it gets sidetracked on social justice and Black Lives Matter and all these other radical causes in, in the critical race theory and things, you're going to see people just start leaving because you can get that stuff anywhere. You wouldn't come to church on Sundays to hear what you hear on the news all week, to hear what you hear at school all week, to hear what you hear at the business, you know, your businesses all week. You wouldn't come there for that. And so it'll just keep dying off. And so we need to find new uses for all the church buildings around America because they'll be all coming up for sale shortly. Now, as far as some major, just significant cultural changes, that are that are transitioning right now in America. And these are key. And I'm going to go through several different ones that just show we're entering a new reality. The CDC director, of course, this week, Walensky, you know, tells unvaccinated people don't travel over Labor Day weekend. <laughs> There's so many levels of this that's crazy. Again, once a vaccine's available, and everyone that wants it can get it, then whether you're vaccinated or not, it doesn't make any difference. Because if they're safe and effective, those people are safe. Um, but, but here's the contradiction of the whole thing. We know now, as they've reported, people that are vaccinated, they're the most deadly because they can have the virus and be spreading it to everyone. 
but people are acting like they're safe. Oh, if you're vaccinated, then you're safe and they're not. But when they're trying to get you to take a shot that obviously is not effective and then they're treating the two groups of people differently, the vaccinated can do this, the unvaccinated can't. Um, when there's no reason for that, because it doesn't make any sense, an unvaccinated person is endangering exactly zero people if everyone that wants the vaccine has gotten it. But it's just another way of total control. But seeing different government bureaucracies now trying to step up and dictate to the American people what we can and can't do. It's not Congress anymore, not the president. It's unelected bureaucrats saying, here's the way it is from now on. And people are going for it, which then gives them that power, even though they don't have it, because perception is everything. Then you look at, um, this was sad, Virginia Tech disenrolls 134 unvaccinated students out of 37,000. That's all that stood up, 134 out of 37,000. That was sad to me. That means they have gotten to our young people. They are completely brainwashed. They can't think on their own. They can't study things and understand what's going on and have different perspectives. They do exactly as they're told. That is very telling of where we're heading. When you have the young people that just do what they are told, they don't research it. They don't look into other opinions about it. They just, oh, to go to school, I have to get vaccinated, so I'll get vaccinated. It was really sad. Nearly 90% of the university's employees are vaccinated, and those who aren't have until October 1st to get the vaccine, regardless of whether they teach remotely or in person. Again, it shows this is an agenda. If, if teachers are teaching from home, why would they have to have the vaccine or be fired? Well, because it's an agenda. <laughs> Anytime things don't make sense, that means you're not seeing the picture for the way it really is. Because no one just does stupid things for no reason. They are purposeful. The other side is so purposeful. We discredit them as, oh, they're ignorant, they're foolish, they don't have a clue, they're incompetent, and that's totally wrong. We have to keep transitioning our mind to understand, no, they are brilliant strategists, and they are winning. And we have to stop acting like they're ignorant and start realizing, no, they're the enemy of our country and truth and everything that is good and right and true. Another very significant thing that happened. A judge in Chicago strips a mother of her parental rights for being unvaccinated. She hasn't seen her own 11-year-old son now, I think since August 10th. They said, no, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't see your own child. They have no authority to do that, obviously. But when they start taking that, things are changing because they always then set a precedent. That'll be a precedent for another judge to say, no, it's been done before. Parents, if you're not vaccinated, we're, 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 your children, you can't see them. I mean, this is it's, it's crazy. It's getting so crazy. We kind of think it couldn't really be that bad. But it is, and it's, it's just shocking. This is really important here because it ties into a bigger picture. 
Oregon Governor Kate Brown's disturbing ties to the Chinese Communist Front groups. What's happened, and, and we're waking up to see that, in my films, I talk about the plan starting in 1883 with the Fabian Socialist Society to socialize the world. So, so some of this has been going on almost 140 years, but in the last 30 years, so many significant things have happened. And we kind of heard about them and then well, whatever, and went about our business. George Soros, I remember hearing a couple decades ago, he's, he had a plan to buy all the attorney generals of as many states as possible, pick people and fund them to get them in power so they would be in control of voting. <laughs> it's a very important position. That, that's the attorney general is who counts the votes and has control of elections. Well, he started working on that 30 years ago. The Chinese Communist Party 30 years ago started working on buying up politicians, Wall Street, news agencies in our universities. And so when we see this, you read this article and you're like, she's just totally controlled by the Chinese communists. It's many of our elected officials, a vast majority of Democrats, but many Republicans too. Mitch McConnell has been compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. If you look at the ties to his wife and his family, um, Joe Biden is, is completely controlled, has been for decades, making a fortune off of them. His number one goal as president is to do what is best for China. And that's why all these things don't seem to make sense. Why is he doing this and why is he doing that? He's doing exactly what anyone would do when he's rewarding those who put him in power. You didn't put him in power. I didn't put him in power. The Chinese Communist Party did. He knows that. And so now he's paying them back for putting him in power, for rewarding him financially for the last couple of decades or more. And so it's, it's logical, except it's so corrupt, we, we have a hard time accepting that's what's happened. But you'll see everything he does, his entire presidency will be to benefit China. And yes, he will in some way try to act like he's against them. There'll be a conflict where it looks like he is standing strong against them because communists are strategists. They're smart. They don't want things to be obvious to people. So yes, there'll be something where just like Obama stood up against some things, it looked like he did. He didn't really, but they always present that like he was standing up to Putin or whatever. Um, he wasn't. Putin loved Obama. Um, and even though he would talk about him negatively in public, because again, it's part of a front. Communists are brilliant and we're not. And so we don't catch what's going on most of the time. The left has been very strategic in, of course, their role in really getting control of the Internet, getting control of social media, getting control of the processing companies that allow you to take payments online. And, and we've seen that for a while. And then some conservative companies are starting to spring up to allow us to communicate and things and not be censored. But my concern I've been thinking about, and now a case has happened, what about MasterCard and Visa? We've allowed these companies to be monopolies worldwide. And everyone thought, well, that, that's just a business. It'll be okay. But this last week, Chase Bank 
closes General Mike Flynn's credit card account, citing reputational risk. Of course, Chase Bank is owned by the Rockefeller family, but this is a whole different ball game. If, if the, the credit card companies, and there's only a few, say, no, no, we're not allowing those that are hateful or those that are far right extremists by their definition or those that are racist, we're not gonna allow them to use our credit cards. It's another thing, you can't buy or sell. That means you can't have a business online, you can't buy things online. Um, it's one more reason we need to really step up in using cash in our daily lives. But it's just, um, they have way too much power because now that they've done this, everyone is at risk. Before it was like, oh, you might be deplatformed, but there was another platform to go to or your processing company, PayPal, because they're so radical, they cut you out of the deal, but you could go to a different one. But if you have the, the credit card companies themselves, MasterCard, which is now starting to do this, and Visa say, no, we will only allow those who go along with the party line to do business with us, <laughs> you're just, you're changing everything dramatically. I love what General Flynn did though. He, in response to them, he, he texted out two stories, recent stories about Chase Bank. One of them, it's here on CNN, covered it. Cargo ship owned by J.P. Morgan Chase seized by U.S. with 20 tons of cocaine on board. <laughs> These people are evil. They're corrupt. They'll do whatever they can to make more money. That's, it's a lust for power and control. The other one he put out there is J.P. Morgan Chase & Company agrees to pay $920 million in connection with schemes to defraud precious metals and the U.S. Treasury's market. So they had totally done criminal activity in the precious metals market and the Treasury's market that cost a lot of people a lot of money. And now they're being fined. They made $50 billion on it, but they'll be fined $1 billion. So do you think they'll do it again? <laughs> of course they will. The whole thing is corrupt. That was just them saying, give us a fine. So it looks like we paid for that. And now we're, we've corrected our evil ways and we'll move forward. All of this is strategy, deception, and lies. What we need to understand is when they control both sides of things, they control the Justice Department. So they're only gonna get in trouble when they wanna get in trouble to kinda of correct things so people think everything's been taken care of. When everyone heard they're doing corrupt things, they're like, hey, give us a fine so it can look like, yeah, we, we found that out, but now we're on the right path again. And the elected officials are giving the patriotic speeches while they're behind the scenes funding the communists and, and the people that are anti-American and the terrorists. And it's just, it's, it's what the Bible says. Satan is the father of lies. And all those that tell lies are his children, obviously. And so it kind of vexes our spirit as it should. It just makes you sick because we're here to stand for the truth and speak truth and love the truth and, and hold up the truth for others to honor and, and understand. And so it's just so many of these things are going on. But I think the more these things go on and people just start seeing the filth and the corruption and the evil intent of those in big business, those in big tech, those in government, those at every level, 
we're going to start refocusing back at the local level in our local communities. And um, I think some good things can come from this, but it's just amazing. And one last thing here on some of these news stories, USA Today, fact check, ivermectin is not a proven treatment for COVID-19. And they go on and on how it does nothing, even though Dr. Peter McCullough, the country of Argentina, when they did a test on it, it was 100% effective and on and on many other tests that have been done. There's still so many people out there that don't have a clue. We need to keep educating them and, and giving them like Dr. Peter McCullough's paper on here's all the early treatment things you can do and things you can be doing just as an ongoing basis before you get COVID. So if you get it, it's just not a big deal. The pandemic, like I said a week or two ago, is has been medical malpractice. <laughs> There's not been a pandemic. There would not have been more than the normal 50,000 people in America die, which is what happens every single year with the common flu. If doctors would have allowed their patients to be treated with all the ways we did have to treat them instead of wait for some magical vaccine to come, which would do more harm than good. Very, very sad. And one last key point I want to talk to you about. It's really important because I've seen this change over the last 30, 40 years in such a dramatic way, but it's so vital that we as Christians don't slip into looking at the world the way lost people do. Because if we do, we are doing a total disservice to them. And let me explain what I mean by that. I just, I've noticed over my lifetime, slowly we've gotten where even Christians don't look at circumstances as if they're from God <laughs> anymore. Like a storm happens or something, oh, that's too bad, let's go clean it up. Or somebody dies or anything, fires or floods or famines, they, they, they don't act like God is sovereign in total control anymore. And I think they thought, well, that's not, that's kind of scary to say God allowed that, because then they'll say, why? And, and we don't, won't have an answer for that, so we better just say, no, God wouldn't ever do something like that. I remember the last time I heard anybody stand up is when September 11th happened. I believe it was Jerry Falwell. He said, America better wake up. God has taken his hand of protection off of us. And the Christian church just attacked him. How dare you act like the Twin Towers being taken out? God had anything to do with that or whatever. And that's the last I've ever heard anybody say anything about we should always stop and reflect when anything happens in our lives and go, is this God's judgment or is it him? making me more like himself by allowing me to suffer, by allowing me to have to endure something that's going to refine my character and make me more like I should be. It's always for our own good, but I've just noticed that. But here's the problem. When we allow everyone to see the world that way, and even the lost man who normally would look at tragedy and go, God, help me. He would normally turn to God. But when we've allowed them to think, no, God doesn't have anything to do with those kind of things. What happens is then there's no way for judgment to lead us to repentance because we're being judged, but we don't take it as God's judgment. We take it as climate change or unfortunate circumstances or somebody else's fault. 
and not go, no, no, the sovereign hand of God allowed this or that to happen. And in doing so, he had a purpose in it. And if you're a Christian, it is for your own good always. And when you stand before him one day and see whatever it was, the death of a child, whatever, you will see, oh, this is what he was doing with that. And you'll say, that was thank you for doing whatever it was. You will say thank you because you will see his perfect plan in it and his, his purposes. It, it's just been shocking to me over the last 30 years where no one notices anything. To me, I always point out to my children all the things going on in California right now. A state that is clearly in total rebellion against God, every way possible. And they have fires and floods. They're being, having an invasion of illegals. They think it's a good thing. God's blind them to the reality that they're destroying themselves. Um, laws are not being upheld, so crime is going off the charts. I just read yesterday, now they're paying people $500 a month if they won't kill anybody criminals that are out on the streets. We'll give you 500 bucks a month if you don't kill anybody. That's their solution to crime. Defund the police and try to bribe people into not killing others. It's just crazy. They're removing all the dams in California. Think about that. Hydroelectric is the only fully sustainable, 100% clean energy that there is. 100%. There's no waste of any kind. It's sustainable because the water keeps coming through the rivers and through the dams and things. It's unbelievable. And they're taking those down. So then they'll even have more power outages and more problems with that. But they don't see it. And then they have all these sanctuary cities where crime is not punished and illegals can come and just camp in the middle of the streets and just go to the bathroom on the sidewalks. And they don't see it and they have fools leading them. How could a Gavin Newsom ever be elected to any position, even at the county level? It's impossible. Someone that is a fool and ignorant, has no experience in anything. I mean, you just go, you gotta be kidding. This person is, is not capable of flipping burgers at McDonald's and you're gonna put him in charge of our most populated state. That's God blinding you. Those are all judgments. Everything I mentioned is judgments. Um, the drought there going on, that's God's judgment. And you Christians, that this sounds extreme to, you have been in watered down churches, you haven't been reading God's word enough because he is in total control. We just had a hurricane hit New Orleans. That was for a purpose. And when anything happens to us, we need to instantly go, God, have I done something to deserve your judgment? And analyze that. And, and, and if we have a clean heart, we know, no, we have it. Then we go, okay, we'll just accomplish your purposes and whatever this is. An example of this, a little uncomfortable to talk about, but my wife and I had um, a stillborn son several years back. Now, nobody wants to go through that. No one wants to hear from the doctor, the baby's died, and you have to go to the hospital and deliver a dead baby. That's, that's not a pleasant thing for anyone. But we knew, no, if God's allowing this, it has to be for a purpose. Sometimes he shows us the purpose, and sometimes he does not. But it, we can trust him. He, he says, all things work together for good to them that love me or call according to my purpose. So. We know that, so we had to go do that. And it was tough. Even the nurse was crying when she saw the little baby boy that was perfect. 
And, and it was just a, a sweet time with her to share the gospel with her. But then just a couple weeks later, someone, another couple in our church that we were friends with had the same thing happen. And then I said, oh God, that's what it's about. Not about us. It's so now we can comfort them and it will mean something because they know we understand that suffering. And I was like, oh, forgive me for ever questioning you in anything. You've got it figured out. Just help me to be faithful to endure whatever you put before me. But I know your currency is suffering. That's what makes us who we should be. It, it is not prosperity. It's not just blessing. And so if you haven't had suffering in a while, it's coming. Why? Because God loves you. And, and so and he wants us to always have the proper eternal perspective on things. And that only comes when we are forced to, to understand and remember this world's not my home. I'm just a passing through. And this life is a vapor. And I've been put here for a specific purpose. It's not some general, go have fun and it'll all work out. It's to serve him and glorify him in all that I do. Are you doing that? I want to encourage you. We got to go for the gold here. We might be heading into rough times, but if we have to go through them, he will be with us. And But we have to understand the hand of God, that he is in charge. There's not a child dying of cancer. There's not a drop of rain that can fall to the earth without his permission. That's who he is. And, and, and if he's allowed something that looks like a tragedy in this life, it is for a good purpose. And But we need to always look at things and go, is it his judgment or something else? Because if it's his judgment, you realize, I might not have had to have that spanking from him if I'd have been doing what is right. And that's why you always want to quickly analyze that. If our country on September 11th would realize, wait a minute, God, why have you allowed this to happen? What's the purpose? We would have clearly looked around and gone, we've turned our back on you. We've thrown you out of our schools. We're killing our children thousands every day. We're the pornography producers for the world and the garbage movies and, and the garbage music and the garbage everything comes out of America. America pushes more evil into the world than any country. No one's even close. So when something happens like that, you go, like Jerry Falwell said, it was the hand of God saying, better wake up, better wake up. You think you're exceptional, you're not. I have blessed you because you've tried to do things my way. And the day you turn from doing things my way, I will crush you under my fist. We've got to fear God, not the communist, not the Democrats, not the liberals. We have to fear God and start living like he is God because he is. And then when we see things happening, we analyze our circumstances so we know it was his judgment or was this him orchestrating things in my life to make me more like him. Where I'm long suffering, I'm gentle, I'm kind, I'm compassionate. I can understand other people's suffering because I've suffered myself. He has a purpose in everything he does, and we need not forget that. But America is being judged right now, and California is being judged right now in such an over-the-top way, and I haven't heard a single person or pastor mention it, and maybe they have. But the hand of God's judgment is wrath. He is pouring it out on California. And, but when we as Christians don't tell them that's what that is, then people aren't drawn to 
look to God for help and repentance and forgiveness. Anyway, I just, that was something that's kind of been on my heart and mind. And the reason I bring all this up is because the solution to our problems is repentance. It, it's each of us individually repenting of the things we have done that we shouldn't have done, asking God to, to help us move forward in the right direction and, and, and to bless our efforts. And as a country, we've just, we have so sinned against him and we think everything, the stock market's gonna keep going up. It's not, I'm just telling you. God allows your enemies to prosper and evil to prosper when you're under his judgment. He hates evil. And so when we see evil prospering and he's blessing it and allowing it to prosper, you go, uh-oh, what have we done? And we've done a lot. And we need to each individually reflect on that. But I wanna, I wanna close with this. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I know so many of you are sweet Christians that watch this. And some of you that aren't, I'm just telling you, as you get hopeless, as you get concerned, what's going on? We're in trouble here. I'm telling Jesus Christ is the way, he's the truth, and he is the life. He's the only one that provides hope on this earth or hope eternally. I always turn to Psalm 37 when I need to be encouraged. And here's what it says. Listen carefully. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shall be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. That's hard sometimes, it vexes me. But you say, don't, don't fret about that. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. We're not supposed to do evil to retaliate. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. It's a great promise. And at the end of Psalm 37, the whole chapter is great. It has these several verses. And I always, when I think about the Rockefellers and the Soroses and Biden and Obama and Hillary and these just evil, wicked, vile people, I always read this section here. It says this, I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. He just, just prospering and spreading out and taking control of everything. Yet he passed away. And lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. That's what happens to all of them. And they will stand before a holy God on the day they die. And they will have to give an account. And they will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. If they have not bent the knee on this earth to Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins and turning to him and accepting what he did on the cross. If they haven't done that, they're going to burn forever. And we should not take joy in that thought. But we should take joy in the thought that justice will be served. 
because God is just. And so our job is faithfulness today to serve him, to love him, to do the things he's commanded us to do and be faithful and let him worry about the details that come our way. Anyway, thank you so much again for listening, for watching, for sharing. And uh, I hope you have a great week, a great Labor Day weekend. Be thankful to God for all his many blessings. Even in the midst of our collapse, America is the best place in the entire world. That's how amazing it is. But as we see it collapsing, knowing hard times are coming, we need to do things like fasting and praying on Fridays with me to build our character and our self-discipline and our self-control so we're more prepared to be able to endure whatever we have to endure as we stand for the truth. So until next week, God bless you.